Welcome, Hustle Class. It's your boy, Jermaine. Um, Just letting you know, um, this is actually my second time recording this. So halfway through my other recording for this episode, um, my mic just started working all of a sudden. So basically, I went to Guitar Center again, right? I got a new microphone cord. I came and set it up. Still wasn't working. So I decided to just finesse it and try to get it to work somewhat. So it was working at a very low level, so I was talking really, really loud. And then halfway through the podcast, the it, things just started working. And so it was excessively loud, so loud that it started, the audio started clipping, which basically means it's the, the, the gain or like the power that I'm bringing to it was so high that it basically didn't get any sound or got a very distorted sound because there was too much power coming through the microphone. Um, so yeah, I'm recording this again, but welcome Hustle Class. Um, Guitar Center's still playing me, but it's all good. I think the issue might actually be my audio box. So I connect my microphone to a box. So I use a mic horn to connect to a box and then a box that connects to my laptop so that I can give you premium quality in the audio. And basically what happened is I think that my box itself is the issue. So I'm going to go to Guitar Center and get a new box, come and try it out. If it works, I'll keep it. If it doesn't work, I'll return it and continue to troubleshoot and see what exactly the issue is. Also, if I do happen to see a place where I can unscrew stuff on the box, I have an electrical engineering degree for a reason. I might just try to finesse it myself, see how I can work, you know, through the wiring and circuitry of it. Um, Yeah, so this is the third this week. I remember I told you that um, I was going to do three this week because I've been kind of like MIA with the hustle class. So this third one this week is just going to kind of talk about um, how I kind of go about um, picking, I guess, my stocks. Um, what are some of the tools I use to find what stocks I want? And this doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, too mathematical um, or too business savvy, um, but kind of just understanding um, the direction where things are headed, right? You know, when you're when, when players are playing football, right? Um, and, a, and a quarterback is going to throw to the wide receiver. Sometimes you'll notice that the wide receiver isn't even looking up until the ball is pretty much almost in his hand. So with certain decision-making when it comes to stocks um, long-term, it kind of works like that. You just, if you, if you follow the route, um, when you look up, the ball's going to be in your hand. You know what I'm saying? You'll beat the defender, you know what I'm saying? Because you know where you're going. He doesn't. Um, and then after that, you'll you'll catch. So... Um, for long-term investing, um, and the reason why I want to start with this is because when I started my investing journey, that's where I started long-term. Um, you know, there's lots of opportunity to um, do big things. Today, I saw something online um, where a guy said he bought Apple stock um, or he sold his Apple shares in 2001 for $60,000. And in 2020, his $60,000 would be worth $1.7 million paying 137000 a year, right, in dividends. That's the beautiful thing about dividends. I was just thinking about it this morning. When you have stocks and you have dividends, like, as long as the company exists, you will get paid. So if Apple exists until the day I die, I will get paid from Apple. I think it's, you know, quarterly. So that's uh, every three months for the rest of its existence and the rest of my ownership of that stock, right? So, you know, basically what had happened was he'd sold something for $60,000 because I'm sure he needed that money then. Um, but if he had just kept it, he would be making $137,000 a year residually. So he would have been making double what he sold it for every year. 
right, while still owning 1.7 million. Because with dividends, you own and they give you a portion of their profits, which is amazing. Um, so that's just to give you perspective of long-term investments, right? I'm not saying that everybody has 60000 to drop into Apple. But, I mean, if you chip away at it, right, you go to work every day, you clock in, you get some bread, and, you know, you, uh, you, you, you pay your bills, you save a little bit, and this and that. But, you know, you still get paid every, you know, bi-weekly or twice a month, right? And every time you get paid, it, it after a year has passed, it accumulates to, to your gross income or, you know, after taxes or so maybe your net income, which usually is a lot of money. You're like, wow, I really I really got that much money this year. I really spent all that money this year. Yes, you did. And if you just took a little bit of it and just put it to the side, you would have been increasing your investment portfolio the same way you were just kind of getting salary. So I would like highly I recommend people get into in, in long-term investing. And once you start getting into actually buying the stocks, right, but buying into these companies and then getting, you know, their um, earnings reports and quarterly statements and, you know, they the, the news that's associated with those stocks, you'll kind of be able to grasp concepts of markets and how stocks move, um, you know, greater. And which is good because it'll help you in all aspects of business in life. Um, you know, um, the best place to kind of learn how to how businesses operate and, you know, shareholders and all that type of stuff is through the stock market. So just by getting, you know, a couple stocks, you can kind of already engross, your, you know, um, put yourself into those um, those conversations in terms of stocks. Um, so, yeah. So for me, right, my first long term investment was SPCE, which I currently have lots of shares in. Um, and it's the reason I, I invested in it because, um, a friend of mine had DM'd me and said, you know, cause I, I was, I was starting to get into my financial game. I was starting to really, um, you know, find, find passion in it. And he DM'd me, um, something about SBCE that it was releasing. And then I was like, oh, Virgin Galactic. Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, Richard Branson. Oh, cool. Cause the first time I saw Richard Branson was in a Kobe ad and I looked him up and I was like, oh, owner of Virgin. Oh, da-da-da. And then, you know, being in Ghana, you also, you, a lot of us heard about Virgin Nigeria. So I, I was like, this guy's well known. He's, he has a good track record. Okay. Let's see what they're talking about. Then they said commercial space flight. I'm like, hmm, that's not an industry that anybody really knows about because it's the only it's the only game player in its industry okay so that that's cool that's good and then you know you think about the fact that well the the cost for somebody to be able to take a flight in space is like ridiculous but then you also have to think about the fact that rich people are going to do rich things right um and so i just kind of like bought a couple a couple shares in it um and then as time progressed, I was getting more and more knowledge about it. And I realized that the company was actually supported by heavily by like, the you know, Fang, which I'll talk about later. But Fang is Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix and Google. So the same game players that play with those tech companies were heavily, heavily involved with SPCE. And so I was like, OK, they have support. Right. So first I was like, OK, good CEO. Right. Then I was like, okay, they're a leader in their industry or they're doing big things in their industry, like the only game player. Like I know a lot of people be like, oh, what about SpaceX? Oh, what about NASA? I mean, are they publicly traded? Right. So what's publicly traded? SPCE. You know, like what's on the stock market, the New York Stock Exchange. So, um, you know, that any and sometimes you can also take it that any news that affects uh, SpaceX and NASA might indirectly affect SPCE stock price or its stock movement, or its volume, or something to do with the stock. 
Um, so yeah, I basically was like, okay, good CEO. Um, it has, it's, it's in a league of its own. Um, you know, it has an audience, which is very wealthy people and wealthy people are going to do wealthy things and the millionaires made every day. Right. Um, and, um, they have support. Support is the biggest thing. When you find out that companies are in collaborations or partnerships with other big companies, you know that um, it would take a lot for them to fail because the chances of a company of a high regard involving themselves with another company and letting that company, you know, go downhill is highly unlikely. Um, so, yeah. So those were a couple of things I looked at when I was getting to SPCE. Right. And so far, it's been an amazing investment. I mean, if I sold it today, I would have made 100 percent on my um on my investment, but it's, it's, I'm holding it for the long haul. It's one of those that I'm looking at it like, okay, it could be like a Tesla or it could be like something else because sure they're doing commercial space flight. But I mean, if you're working on spacecraft, there's so many different places you could take it. If the government wants to get involved, if NASA wants to get involved, if anybody wants to get involved with Virgin Galactic, they're kind of in a league of their own. So, um, I feel like there's going to be way more positive news and negative news for them. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, and so that's kind of how I chose that long-term investment. Like I said, great CEO, league of its own, um, and it, and it, uh, it has support, has lots of support, right. From these other companies. Next one I'm going to talk about for long-term investing is Fang, right? Like I said, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. These are companies that if you've invest, if you invest in them long-term, you can do no wrong, Right. We've seen Amazon skyrocket during COVID, after COVID, like not even after COVID because we're still in COVID season, but before COVID, during COVID, Amazon skyrocketing, Facebook skyrocketing, Apple skyrocketing, right? Netflix, ridiculous. Google doing well, beating their expectations highly. So with that being said, right, you're hearing this today. In a year, I'll probably be saying the same story. In two years, I'll probably be saying the same story. So if you're going to looking, if you're looking to long-term invest, Definitely hone in on those on that on that uh, fang right. They call it fang f a a n g right. I just said it so you know what it is, and that's a, a very, those are very good long term investments. Um, and any companies that they collaborate with, I would say do more research, but um, I would say just focus on those. Really, um, fang is the wave. Um, unless you you know if you want to know a little bit more about specific long term investments, you could definitely reach out to me and I'll be available for that. But that's the way if you're thinking long term. Um, some of the some of the things I use to kind of um, gauge and use for them, maybe like good entry points, um, is you know um, I might use um, you know BBC or Bloomberg or you know um, Barrons, um, CNN, you know CNBC or Market Watch. The Economist, Wall Street Journal, just different articles and places that can give me information to help me kind of understand, you know, what's a good entry point for the company, right? That's how I used to do it. And you can still do it now because, I mean, if you're starting out with stocks, you're, the seeing positive returns automatically is going to make you feel good, right? So looking at Apple and seeing that, oh, they just, let's say Apple signs a deal with Spotify to merge, um, to merge streaming services, right? That might be really huge for both companies or they they do some partnership deal. That might be very huge. Right. So right when I get that news like CNN or MarketWatch sends it to my phone, I buy the stock. I'm going to see green almost automatically. Right. So when that happens, I'll feel more motivated to invest more. 
So that's why sometimes, you know, new investors like to kind of buy the dip, right? Buy it when it's going, when it's about to go back up rather than buying it and seeing it go down. That's discouraging for a new investor. For me, um, as you progress through time, you'll understand that it's not about timing when it comes to certain companies and long-term investing. It's about the company's good. I need to buy it today, right? Another thing to consider when you're thinking about long-term is, if I buy something for $200 and it drops to $100 and I buy it again, my v- total value is now worth $150. That's called dollar cost averaging. So basically, if you have a stock at a certain price and it raises to a certain price and you buy more, you know, it kind of, the, your your total buying price is going to be um, how many shares you have and then all the prices or the different prices you have added together divided by the total shares. So if I bought something at 200 and then 300 and then 250 and then 200, I would add all of those together and divide it by what? Like four. I think I said four numbers or three numbers. And that will be like my average cost for the stock. Right. So things, uh, all these different platforms average it out for you. So you should be okay. Um, but yeah, um, kind of, if you're thinking long term right now, if I'm being honest with you, I'll just say fang. Like I don't think there's anything more for me to add to it. Now, when you're thinking short term, right? That's more like quick hit. That's like options. That's like I'm buying today, I'm selling tomorrow. I'm buying today, I'm selling next week. Um, for those, I would say kind of what I said for um the different apps you should have on your phone. I would say definitely like um Wall Street Journal, definitely Market Watch, definitely um, you know, CNN. Um, you know, Barron's is a good one. And if you have those on your phone and you have push notifications, um, you know, you can get useful information. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, Trump said Kodak is going to do exceptionally well. Then you just buy it off rip and then, you know, you sell it tomorrow or you sell it the same day. Right. So that's more quick hit. So I would say you need to have those apps handy. You need to have those push notifications. You probably need to also get in some discord channels. Um, some of them have like, um, you know, option signals. So basically they'll tell you what options to play at what time and maybe when even they might even tell you when to exit or they might say exit at your own risk, you know, at your own time. Um so discords are cool. Also, um sometimes um the day before the market opens, so like maybe like eight PM or nine PM, I'll like go through some news items on like um Seeking Alpha, which is like um uh, basically like um a Reddit thing for like stocks. So basically kind of just random people kind of just giving their two takes on stock related stuff and their credentials so that, you know, you can say, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. I should I should buy this today and sell it tomorrow. Or this person doesn't know what they're talking about. I should avoid this. Right. Um, for short term. So um, I have those. Um, and but I would say that kind of don't get everything all at once, right? Kind of uh, trickle things in as time progresses. What happens when you have all these apps and all these discords at one time is information overload. It's too much information, um, you know, and you can get, um, you know, some paralysis in terms of your movement of buying stocks and selling stocks, right? The same way, if you have too many technical analysis, you can get technical paralysis. The same way if you have too many, too much input, you can have like paralysis and like, okay, well, now I have a list of 50 stocks to look at for tomorrow because I got, I was, I was scrolling through Seeking Alpha and also Wall Street Journal and also Market Watch and also my discords and I got 50 stocks to pick from and then I'm going to get 50 more tomorrow and they might all be different. That, that's too much. Um, you know, every day um, a company goes up, every day a company goes down. I would say a healthy watch list is maybe five companies. That's healthy to start out with for the day. 
just to see how they move, just to see what you can get into and how you can exit. Um, and if those five don't work, psh, take the L. But come back another day. Maybe increase your list to seven the next day. But having a list of like 25 to 50 companies um, that you're looking at short term, just to you know play with, uh, I don't know. I think that's that's excessive. Um, if you ask me, it's highly excessive. Um, so that's what happens in the short term. And then another thing that's been helping me short term investing is kind of understanding history and patterns. Um, you know, a lot of people like to make the big super plays like, oh, Kodak, oh, Amazon, oh, um, Facebook, Apple for short term. Right. Sometimes if you just really understand the company, you can really just keep making money and milking off that one company. I mean, the, you're in it to win it. Um, the, the game is to is to win plays and to win and to win, um, you know, money. The game is not to just kind of like follow a trend and, you know, see where it takes you. If every week I can invest in this one company that nobody else is talking about, but I know every week I'm making $10 off of it. Every week I'm making $100 off of it. I could just keep that streak going. Ain't no need to add an extra thing to the list if that's working consistently over a long period of time. You know, the game is not to make it look sexy. The game is to, you know, just get the money. So, yeah. Long term and short term. If you have any questions about anything that I've talked about, feel free to reach out to me. Um, hustle class is on Instagram, you know, hustle, H-U-S-S-L-E-C-L-A-S-S. And hustle class is, um, you know, at gmail.com is where you can email me as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm down to interact. I'm down to talk. Um, you know, I'm, I'm heavily into stocks right now, but that's not the only investing that exists out there. So I'm very open to having other conversations about, you know, different, um, things that you can invest in and different things that you can, you know, involve yourself with. Um, but you know, I'm going to make sure I get this new mic box thing and hopefully next week things are a okay. Um, but yeah. Um, so I hope y'all have a great rest of your weekend and a nice week and we will be talking next week all right peace out